welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Dead by Wednesday. We have Opus and Dave. How are you guys? Ha 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 ha. See, I'm I'm a I'm a laughing monkey. You are a laughing monkey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Good. Good. We're going back and forth. I've been digging your music, and I didn't realize, as we were talking earlier, how awesome the connection of being New England. So even it's even more exciting for me to support a local band, and then yeah. I didn't realize that the history goes back to Gargantuan Soul. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, yeah, I started that band. Uh, I was the, uh, the original uh, founding member, and I was with it from the very beginning until the very demise. Um, and we did everything from Woodstock '99 to Farm Club to uh, you know. You guys did Oz right? Yeah, we did. We did so much stuff; it was out of control, and uh, and I carried it over. Towards the end, um, you know, I wanted to do something that was heavy and and uh, a lot more metal. That's what I grew up. I grew up on punk and metal, and we started Dead by Wednesday. And Jamie Josta heard the uh, the demo yeah. in two thousand and five, uh, and it was with it was actually originally with the singer uh, my cousins David and Chesky Ramos, and now Chesky's blowing up. He's he's actually uh, singing for the co defendants. With Fat Mike from No Effects, and they're they're opening for Avenged Sevenfold, and they're doing they're just they're just blowing up big time. But that was the original singer, my cousin Chesky from Connecticut, and uh, we Jamie's label, uh, Stillborn Records, put out the very first album, uh, our debut Dead by Wednesday album, Democracy is Dead, and that was in 2006, and it sold uh, about 3,000 units right out of the box, and no one knew who the hell we were, and that's because of Jamie's connection and the whole uh, gargantua soul connection. So we were off to a good start right from the beginning and we're still yeah. here and we're still kicking butt. You know, there's been a lot of ups and downs like a roller coaster, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's been a really cool ride. It's really cool to see. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it must have been I saw the band you guys play. I, thought, I just remember yeah. how bananas you guys were. I think somebody was like, oh, yeah. it was like, and, and, and I think what's really good about that band, and I think it carries over, not even sound-wise, is like when you see the band live, or you hear the music, you instantly feel like oh, you're yeah. a part of it. And you don't, you know, like when you get some, some music, you have to listen to it a few times, especially if it's your favorite artist, you're like, I think I like the album, but I got to listen to it a few times. Like when I saw the graduation right. show, and then when I started listening to the new music, you said, like, you know, the links and stuff, you like, you already feel like you're a part of it. It feels like it's, you know, it's yeah, that's, what try, that's what we try to do. I mean, our live show, um, you know, we don't we don't do all like the, the crazy. Uh, I mean, we, we we put on a show like in every fashion, but we don't like do like the whole uh, like you know kiss thing. Like a lot of the stuff that G sold did was very visual, but we we are we are still. A we are still a visual band uh, live, and we put out a lot of we put out a lot of energy, and we also we want people to be a part of the show in that sense, you know. I think it's important. So who's in the latest lineup right now? Like, when, when was the last change? The solid lineup. Um, you want to get into that, Dave? Yeah, so the, the, the last lineup change, well, Steve Esteban Alvarez joined us in uh, April 2020. He was actually going to fill in for our last singer, Rob, for a uh, tour we had planned, and then COVID struck. And uh, Rob was a casualty, just that he, we, we did a a month and a half long tour with Blossom and Jetsam in 2019 all across the country went everywhere like uh, 
Idaho, Colorado, California, Arizona, all the way back. And uh, he just decided it wasn't for him. So uh, he, he'd hang in there until we found somebody. So we were getting ready for a tour. COVID hit, got canceled. But right out of the gate, I mean, we had a song already recorded with Steve by June of 2020. And uh, we haven't looked back. So we've been solid for a good three years now. Um, I joined us coming up on my fifth anniversary here in August. Technically, I started jamming with a band uh, this, this month, five years ago. And uh, oh, wow. I was wrapping up a tour with my other band in Time Illusion at the time. They had a mini tour on the um, – what tour was that? Not X Games. The um, You guys did a week run in July. I wasn't able to do it because my other band – Oh, oh, that was uh, Vans Warp Tour. Vans Warp Tour, yeah, which kind of stunk that I had to miss that. But, uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, Jesse ended up doing that. Yeah, so it's been five years. Mike, obviously, is an OG with uh, – with opus so they always hold it down pretty tight but um yeah if you listen to the history of the uh the band i mean every two albums or so the the, the sound kind of changes and mixes up yes. i think i put a little bit first. metal <laughs> back you know yeah. into the fold the harder shit but uh yeah like so if you listen to like uh mars and exile which is being played on liquid uh metal on sirius xm right now it's i think that's that's kind of where we're at right now you know yeah i i think i think it, it's sort of um, stayed in that genre since the Darkest of Angels album, maybe even since the EP uh, Death of a Rockstar, but that was a different singer. But the style that, like, uh, it's almost like the New England metal style that sort of like sort of leaked into what we do. You know, a lot of bands from our era, as you guys know, you know, like sim that are very similar sounding, like the Shadows Fall and you know all that remains and you get the kills age and hate breed and, and so many bands like that stained godsmack um and so so like that new england sound is is prevalent definitely with us but we also like to mix it up and have some uh you know our own thing too so we started off all over the place and it sort of morphed into like this straight metal um, vibe, but you get all sorts of metal with us. You get like sometimes you hear a doom riff, then you'll hear a thrash riff, then you'll hear like a metalcore riff. There's no set. We just call it heavy metal. You know, people are like, oh, what genre of metal are you? And uh, you know, it's yeah, really we, kinda, we don't it's get too like down. And uh, I mean, some of the older stuff they've been considered metalcore, but I mean, you even listen. We did an experimental track on the album called Anthakarana, and. Uh, I mean, try putting a label on it, you know, and that, that's, a, I guess it's almost like a tool or something, you know, or perfect circle kind of like sounding. I like you know? it. I, I do like it, but I think I do favor the riffs of the, I do like you guys go to the, the thrashier. Yeah. Because I think what happens is you guys find your own that. sound. Yeah. You, you do it in a way where it honors the old thrash riffs, but you have your right. own tone. Yes. And that's different than we everything. Love, I, well, we love, we, we both love uh, classic metal. Dave and I love, we actually love hair metal. But we also, all of us are fans of thrash. And we all grew up yeah. on, like, you know, the original Metallica. And, and obviously, my favorite band is, you know, even, I even sometimes play in a Black Sabbath tribute band called Earth uh, from Connecticut, oh, cool. too. We tour all over the place, Earth Sabbath Tribute USA. Um, that's my favorite band, Black Sabbath. Yeah, Opus and I are friends with. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't have those bands. bands. We're friends with one of the current guitarists of uh, Destruction. So going back to like the, uh, yeah. the late '80s and stuff, the Destruction, like that German, like speed thrash metal, like yeah. that, that's in my veins, you know. 
and, and also, like you know, I don't know, if, Sean. I don't know if you know, but uh, Dave and I played with uh, the original bass player of Megadeth for five years um, with his solo band. So we had to learn a bunch of old Megadeth stuff. So that's like, you know, that sort of seeps in too when you run after playing that stuff for so long. You know, doing doing like shows with Mega Cruise together, Dave and I, um, and a bunch of stuff. So. And then when they needed players, they handpicked different people from different bands from off their label. And, and Dave and I were the guitar player and the drummer for his solo band for a while. So that's why we actually did a cover uh, produced by Zeus. We did a cover of Symphony of Destruction yeah. uh, as well. And it came out great. And we have, you know, David's blessings from that and everything. And uh, so that's out. We have that, too. On, I think it's on Bandcamp. It's more of a bonus yeah, track. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. And uh, it gets played frequently on... Liquid Metal's quarter of covers. Yeah. You guys are on your way. I mean, you guys would actually be a great fit to open up for his band now with, with the uh, Jeff and the other guys, the Kings of Thrash. They're recording oh, their yeah. album right now, I'm, too. I'm, I mean, we've, 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 talked, we've talked about it. In fact, I think we were uh, signed up. We were lined up to do it, and then I forgot what happened. Something happened, and it got canceled. I forgot exactly why. But uh, we, yeah, we were lined up to do all sorts of stuff. We were, gonna, we were supposed to go to Japan and Australia with him and play with Chris Poland, the original guitar player. And that all got canned because of uh, COVID. So that really sucks. But, you know, now we're doing our own thing. We're really trying to make it work. You know, we did last year, we played uh, some really cool uh, festivals. We did Wasteland Weekend, Wasteland Weekend in uh, California in the desert. That was huge. And then we did uh, this year. We're doing uh, Milwaukee. We're actually on our way to Milwaukee Metal Fest right now as we speak. We're playing Sunday, May 28th, the same day as the Lamb of God, Machine Head. So many great bands. Um, and uh, we're playing at 2:30 on the MartyrStore.net stage, which is Jamie's uh, store stage. Um, and um, that'll be at 2:30. We're playing this Sunday. And then we got uh, Michigan Metal Fest, one of a bunch of great bands. Um, a few of the bands that are playing Milwaukee Metal Fest are also playing that too. And we're going to probably like a Midwest uh, tour around that show with a couple bands. We're in talk with Holtus uh, Black right now. We should be like traveling, right? Are you guys packing your bags? I mean, should we get ready to... I yeah, well, we're, myself and my my wonderful, awesome tech, who also plays in the band, Bomber Alley, on my label, Nice Now Music. Hello. He's driving. Yeah. We're we're taking. We're going in style. We're in a nice Lincoln, uh, and we're driving. And then Dave and Esteban and Mike are all flying out there and meeting us out there. All right. Very cool. I'm flying metal class at uh, 5:45 a.m. tomorrow. So. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Probably early. I would just I'm just gonna, gonna stay up. I'm just gonna stay up. Yeah, I would just do it. You know, <laughs> stay up late and just go early. I mean, it gets ridiculous to have to wake up and be anywhere that early. I'm, I'm a working man. I get up early anyway, so I'm good. I get up early all the time. I have to get my nine-year-old boy to school, and usually during the week when the door, and then, uh, he has he starts travel like double headers. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of bummed. I'm missing a couple double headers this weekend in Long Island. And it's his first time he's playing a stadium, which is crazy. So I'm like, I'm like, I wish I was there, but my girl's going, so that's good. He beat you to play in a stadium, homeboy. Thank you. I was gonna yeah, make no. a joke about that. 
I was out there for somebody to take that joke. <laughs> That's really cool. So, no, I was going to go back and say, so with the sound to me, but to that point, what I really like, and actually even that band, they all had its own sound, even thrash and hair metal, were really good with having a good tone. So it didn't really matter. What was special about the band is it had a sound. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that I, I like of this new album, and I think hearing it going back, backwards for me as a, as a fan, is I really enjoy this one because to me it feels like it has more of a sound that's different. Like, because to me, like more metalcore and, and like some of the hip hop rap together, it doesn't blend, like it, is, it doesn't um, stand out as different. Like, this album feels like it has more of a tone, more, like more of your own sound. Where before well, it feels like less of a. That, that, a, lot of it, a lot of that is definitely. Uh... Uh, Esteban. I mean, they 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 bring their uh vibe and their uh their kind of art and style and and um you know licks to the table. And Finger really, when we, when we heard him the first time, we knew like he's he had, he had something special because he could sing and he could scream. Um, but but we, we so we could keep the integrity of the heaviness for the uh for our diehard fans and for the guys. And then we could also have the choruses that you can remember, some like melody that you know both guys and females could dig. But we're always about we're always you know like Pantera did and a lot of bands do. We love to even though we keep it heavy, we want to always have that groove. If you don't have a groove or a pocket that people can kind of bounce to, um, no one is is just not memorable. I mean, you can go a million miles an hour and you can scream, but the, if there's no hooks. No choruses, right. no riffs that are memorable. It's just a bunch of noise, as far as I'm concerned, and that's what you should listen to if that's what you want to hear. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, we're, there's also the going the opposite way too, where you it, it's too much in the other spectrum. Like for me, like Stain, they turned in, they were heavy when they first started, like Mud Shovel all that stuff, and then they became basically a ballad band. Um, and that's you know, and that that that's to me that I, that's not you know, same thing with Metallica. Like I love Metallica, but then after a lot of people say justice for all, but for me, black after black, it just kind of was like, ah, the new one's pretty good. I don't mind a new one, but everything until the newest one was just been kind of like on the wayside for me. And, and, and so it's really just like a really having that balance. And that's what we try. It's really just trying to have that balance. And that's what we try to do. We try to do 50, 50, like, you know, 50% balls to the wall, heavy, fast, thrash, metal, craziness, 50% mel melodic, um, you know, memorable uh, lyrics and, and, and choruses and hooks, and then also groove uh, mixed in with the with the other half that's just brutality and fast and craziness. So it's just really down, split down the middle for us in a sense. And we've always kept it. That's why it's been similar and sort of the same for the last few albums, because that's kind of what we've been using as like a formula for us for a while now, you know? Well, I think you can do that as a band and not be concerned of making it. I mean, because the word ballad is almost like a bad, it's like it was a bad word in the music field. Because it really, and it shouldn't be. You can just write a song with a mood. I mean, because like Planet Caravan, for example, Savage, it's not a ballad, but it's a heavy, slow song. You can, or even like Testament, when they the ballad, it's not really a ballad. You can do a heavy, slow song with emotion, yeah. and it's not going to be um, put your lighters up. So right. there's nothing wrong with that either. Most yeah. most of the tricks on this album just kind of came out of nowhere. We'd be at practice, and he'd opus kick a beat. I'd just like start playing along with it, and 
you know, like even like Here Comes the Dead, we wrote, we wrote that like five minutes, but we weren't like, hey, let's write like a heavyish song that has a groove. It's just like it just came out like that. And um, Darkened Times, which I guess you would say is a ballad on the, on the song, was just I had an older main riff I've been kicking around for a few years and we just, ca- you know, capitalized on that, started adding to it. And then it just came about. So I don't think I, we ever really sit down and we have like a target. It's just things just organically happen the way they happen. And then, you know, Steve with his uh, Spanish heritage, you know, we're adding a little bit more diversity. We're actually back into the band because um, early Dead by Wednesday added some Spanish as well. So I, I think having that component and, you know, we've toured with Puya in the past and, you know, medals for everybody. It's not just, you know, middle-aged blue collar white dudes in the heart of the heartland. You know, it's, this is the city, it's the coast, it's the islands, it's black, white, yellow, red, blue, purple, you know, then that's what we try to embrace. Hey, some, just metal for everybody. And some the, exactly. And some of the biggest metal fans are from South America. Oh yeah. Um, huge. And, and like, you know, that's what di- definitely sets us apart. I mean, you know, we, we're like me and Dave are half the band and, uh, I'm 100% Italian, but I'm white. And Dave's, I don't, I'm not sure what nationality, but he's obviously white. And then we have a black <laughs> Actually, black Dave, people. you should put some suntan lotion. I'm getting anxious seeing you in the sun. Like the glare is making me nervous. Well, actually, it'll be a good time lapse. You can, you can, uh, you can time lapse it if I get like turn to a loud. You're gonna burst into flames or something in a minute. I'm a little careful. <laughs> yeah, well, he's glowing. He's glowing. Uh, and then, and then, you know, we have Dave Mike, who's the original <laughs> founding band member, along with me. So like. Him and me and Mike are the only two original members. Right back. But we're the we're the rhythm section, so it's like we basically are half of the half of the band, the foundation that's been the original members from the very beginning. And he obviously Mike, you know, Mike is black. Esteban looks black, but he's Puerto Rican, 100 percent Puerto Rican. So like, it's a very diverse, cool not look, but like you know, all different backgrounds mixed in, and we all like different styles of music. You know, Mike is more of a metalhead than I am. You know, it's it's crazy. Like I, I love metal, but also I was punk. I love hardcore. I love uh, you know classical. I like you know mellow acoustic music. I like the Grateful Dead. I like everything. You know, I'm more of a metalhead, but I like it all. I'm not a huge pop or or country pop guy, but um, no. you know, it, I think being diverse and having a, a wide uh, variety of music is great for all musicians to incorporate because there's too many elitists out there that you know if it's not grindcore and going a million miles an hour and screaming they don't like it and they don't that's all they like and it's just that's fine to each their own but you know I think that if you want to basically encompass include a wide variety of people um, young small big tall, brown, white, doesn't matter. It should be a sound that sort of encompasses a bunch of different things. And that's kind of what G-Soul did too, except obviously we were more uh, pigeonholed into that rap rock stuff because that was the era that we, we played in. Um, but we, you know, we weren't that either, straight either, you know? But, um, and, I, and I have nothing against that. I mean, our manager was from, originally from uh, Rage Against the Machine. So, like, we, we really, you know, we, we were just time and place. But I always loved thrash. I always loved metal. I always loved punk. That was my first, um, you know, my first heart. You know, first thing that I would kiss was the first thing. Sabbath, ACDC, Metallica, Megadeth, you know, you name it. You know, black, all that stuff. Black Sabbath, Ozzy. That was all, like, stuff I grew up on, you know. Venom, 
Destruction, like Dave was mentioning, all those bands, you know. This album, so what's this, the the newest album right now? To me, I like it the best out of everything because it feels like it's you really it's, it's the most original sound I think I've heard of all, all of your music. Right? It feels like you really found your spot. It's not it's not a dig towards Joseph by any means. You guys, everyone in the band's very talented musicians. Just for me, I hear it as very as a very cohesive. Like it feels like this what's going on now is really like the best. You know, and this has been you have your own sound. Thank you so much. It feels you're welcome. And the most original sound you've had, you know. Yeah, sometimes it just takes a few years to get the, the right five. ingredients, right? Look at Pantera. Look at Pantera. They had a whole other singer yeah. for a while. That's not a bad band. It's just not our Pantera. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just different bands. You know? I, it I takes agree. A, but this, this so right here. Your, your, your and salt and oregano and uh, right. vodka or whatever. You know? And vodka. <laughs> I know <what> you're cooking. <laughs> Um, but, but, but I, but I think it's important though. I mean, seriously, you guys do have a good sound. I, I, obviously, that's what we're talking. I want people to check out the album. So, the newest album, Capital. So, was it all written during COVID? Or was it a, 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 over time, or what was it? Yeah, I, I, I started writing some riffs probably during the tour on the uh, the, the Dead by Wednesday eponymous. How you say it? Eponymous? I don't know. I can't, I can't talk today. There you go. <laughs> Our last album, probably around 2019, started writing a few things here and there. But it wasn't really until we got off that that run and 2020 began, and uh, you know, I just started just starting the riff machine up. And then once Steve, I mean, we only had a couple songs really ready to go. Maybe when Steve joined, or like frames of them. And then just in 2020, that COVID year, I think just being home a lot more. We used to still meet by Skype every uh, every uh, Thursday, which is our rehearsal day, and we just you know throw ideas at each other. The cool thing is that Steve and I are pretty good with Pro Tools on our own, and uh, Mike's got GarageBand or a, a, a couple other different um, recording uh, tools. So you know I can just record tracks, and then we can DI them in a real studio later. I can DM, DI them at my house. I can record a demo, send it to. Uh, Opus Opus was luckily enough able to get into the studio using COVID protocols, do all the drums. And then once we had like those basic tracks, Steve would just layer it. So we, we kind of, I'd say we recorded about 80, 85% of the album, like at home, which was, you know, it's a little challenging, but it's kind of cool too. It's just take your time. There's really no pressure. We didn't have like a, a date by a label or anything pushing mm -hmm. us, you know, we we're kind of just wrapping up with combat records and really weren't sure how we were going to put the next album out. We've been, floated around ideas of just doing like EPs or like uh, singles. But I'm glad we compiled the full album. But uh, I'd say that about for one year straight, we just wrote and recorded. And then we spent maybe another half year mixing, mastering. And then we were, we were ready to go at the end of last or uh, the end of 20, 2021. Yeah. So I think a lot of the uh, cohesive sound and and uh, a lot of the tones that you hear that you like, um, I think I also got to give credit to uh, Nikki, our producer Nikki Belmore from Dexter's Lab Recording Studios. He's the yeah uh, great dude. sound. I, think, I didn't get to that. Yeah, from Connecticut, he uh, plays drums with Josta, also D. Snyder. Been around for a while. Toxic Holocaust. He plays in a band called Kings and Liars. Um, he's been recording like so many amazing musicians for so long and bands big and small um and he you know for the last few albums he's been working with us and 
doing a lot of my drums and basically mixing and doing a lot of stuff for us. And I think he knows what we're trying to do and <laughs> what, our, what our sound should be. And he even suggested um, when we first got together with Esteban, our singer, everything's, he seemed like he was straining with his voice and everything was, was uh, up really high. And he actually, yeah. uh, to, or maybe it was the other way, other way around. Dave, maybe you correct me. He was trying but, to get a little, a little lower register, and it wasn't working. Yeah, so he's so he, he actually suggested that we would tune the guitars differently. And once we did, we noticed right away that Esteban was able to hit those notes without any issues, and it was like right, it was like perfect. So, so he knows what he's doing, and that's kind of what what why we use him, and that's part of the reason why we have that with the sound that we have now I, I would believe you know well the album sounds live i'm gonna say first off kudos kudos for not trying to do drums anywhere besides the studio because you can do every other recording at your house drums has got to be in the yeah. studio you cannot do it it's just it's a crime in my eyes you know unless you have a studio in your house but you cannot do it in a bedroom or a or a garage you need this you need it the right environment yeah I'm I'm a fan of overhead mics. I think to you, I can hear when you hear like a new digital overproduced album. I mean, five seconds in, I'm like, those fucking drums sound like crap. Typewriter. I to, kick yeah, I went to college, 1990 for I have a recording degree, so like actually learning analog, right? As it pushes digital, I'm very particular about what I want to hear, especially in the yeah. drums. You know, exactly in, in the studio. So to Something me, a room sound, yeah. You need it. You need big. You need, I want a big sound. Yeah. And then, you know, to me, like I'll hear the album, and here's how I'll hear it. Like you guys are a perfect example. First, I want to hear. I want to hear the drums. I have to grab it. I want to hear the bass, and I want to hear the bass on its own. I don't want to hear the bass mixed in, muddied back or buried. I want to hear the bass. And sometimes I want to hear the bass sneak in and lead part of the song, weave in and out. Then I want to hear some great riffs. And I want you to have your own tone. You've got your own tone. And then I want the vocals to actually be able to have a strong voice, but have an inflection where you can have some melody, have something memorable. Because you're right, if you, if you can't remember it, if it's, if it's metaphor, you can stand there and you can thrash all. But when you go home, you're gonna, it's going to be harder to remember. If you do a hip-hop yeah. version, everyone's going to dance the whole show. When they go home, it's just rhythm. They're not going to really remember the song. you kind of got to have a song there to have it stick with them afterwards. You know? Yeah, yeah you know, it was a good story. What's the a good story is when we we did the two covers that we did uh van halen unchained and we did um symphony of destruction with megadeth uh we worked with zeus the producer on, on most of it but um opus cut the drums with nikki and uh, zeus listened to the drums he said look man i'm not triggering anything man he's like nikki got the sound like a natural drum so when you listen to it it's real kick it's real snare real toms and i mean the, the songs crushed around our band camp and it's like you know, there just wasn't any like tomfoolery or like over mixing. It was just like it was just raw. You know, even my guitars. I mean, it's like pretty much almost one take, just all the way through. And it was just that's our sound, man. It's like we we want we want to bring it back to the days where it's like a band playing together, man. I mean, if we could, I'd record all in the same room together. Like it's 1972. You know, like that. that you get a feel. So the feeling's been lost in recording now. Everything's so tight to the metronome and, and click tracks that it just sounds like a robot recorded it. And I guess. Some people like that. They like the mechanical nature of it, but I, I think that organic like feel is, is has been lost over years, and we're, we're trying to re bring that back to like well, the metal well, community. Well, now, well now they have AI that you can just write a song for you. Exactly. Yeah. 
that just crushes me. That crushes me. You can just buy somebody's like mix uh, characteristics and import those, and then you just wash your whole recording in somebody else's mix. But that I think a mix is a vision too. It's like it's like uh, somebody just given like a palette, and you know you play with colors and stuff, man. If you're just using somebody else's parameters, it's like I don't know, just. That's just my two why, cents. Why do it? Obviously, if you do music, you're not always going to make the money. You're going to work your own other jobs. You, you know, it's a whole thing. So if you're going to do music, you want to enjoy the journey. The journey is you find the right musicians. You find the right sound. You write the right songs. You record them. You find the right recording. You do the right artwork. You do the right album work. You, you want to do some album. I mean, this is to make the journey. You want the great, you want the cool shirts. You want to have the great, it's, it's a whole package. And you want to be able to look at it and go, man, this is it. This is, this is my thought process. This is what, this is the whole thing we created. It's just one thing. And it goes on. If you're just and doing uh, now and this and that and, and an AI thing, you're not really doing anything. I agree. And it's only taking over a day find the right people and the right t-shirt designs <laughs> overnight success no one's well, the, vision too, the vision for this last album too is to kick it kind of old school like the album cover we we're like now let's let's bring it back like technicolor like a cartoon feel and like you know yeah. most metal is gonna be black and skulls and that this and that i mean we got like pink in our cover and it's like but it pops you know we just wanted like a visual like you know, when I was a kid, you know, you just looked at album covers and you listened to an album and like we wanted to put like almost like little Easter eggs and things like that all over the like, cover in the back and the, and the f pull out, you know, just something you can look at and and like muse over while you uh, listen to the music. So, you know, oh, that, yeah. that was very important. Well, I know, think the album cover matters. Well. I, mean, I remember going back and just like before you couldn't hear the music and you go to the store, and the new metal albums would come in like the imports. You look at the cover and you buy it based on the cover. I mean, you would never do that. Exactly. But yeah, but usually half the time it was okay. Sometimes it wasn't. But you kept it because you're like, man, that was a cool cover. <laughs> I did that with Kill 'Em All. I did that with Destruction. I did that with ACDC. Uh, uh, I did that with um, Ozzy. I did that with uh, so many bands. Probably Venom I did that with. You know, from the covers, I bought them. And then I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, and I got to learn from that. But uh, yeah, you know, touching upon what Dave said, you know, live, we do the same thing. We don't try to, you know, use backing tracks or vocal tuning or, or like, even have a second rhythm guitar player. We, you know, we're set up like the, you know, the original cats that used to play like that, like Pantera, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, Sabbath. There's one guitar player. When he's soloing, it's me, my bass player. And my bass player is so badass that we don't need really another guitar player to hold it down. So we're trying to keep it very organic, you know, and kind of like, and real and raw and old school, like in that, in that sense, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and to me, like I remember when I saw Pantera, um, they actually opened up for Prong, and then they came back, and then um, Prong opened up for them. It's like in the same tour, right? Yeah. That was first came out, and yeah, I mean, he came out, and there was barely anybody there. When Dimebag played, I mean, there was obviously it's just his guitar and just and the bass and the drums. It sounded fantastic because you were so focused on his sound. It was great. You know, you didn't need everything. It was funny so to you mentioned Prong. I, I just jammed with Tommy. I love Prong. What are you guys looking at for the so this summer? What are we looking at now? Obviously, the Metal Fest. What are we doing as a band? Where can people check you out? What's going on? Little tour with the Michigan Metal Fest in uh, August, um, and then we uh, we're we have some we're working on some uh, singles that we want to put out too. Just to, you know, follow up to a new album, and then there's talks with. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of different tour talks happening for the fall, maybe winter, 
Um, we've been I've been talking to the drummer of uh, um, uh, well, I, I first of all twisted. We 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 still have a tour that's on on, on board with those guys that I've been waiting on for a while. Um, and then we've been talking to um, uh, what's what's the name of that band? Um, Skin Lab. Skin Lab. That's right. My boy Steve from Skin Lab. Um, we're talking about doing a run with those guys uh, on the West Coast. Um, and then there's another besides the uh, the Cultist Black thing we're on the Michigan Metal Fest. There's also another run. Um, oh God, what's the name of the band? My brain is is uh, not working right now. Yeah, I think it's because of summer though. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, go, we have, uh, we'll go dark in July a little bit. Take some family time. Time, but uh, as Opus said, we, we have a couple videos in the works as well. Um, I think uh, Opus and Steve did some filming this last weekend for uh, a track off the new album. So we, we, we probably, we'll probably put about three more videos out made by the end of the year, to be honest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we're going to do more videos too. We have a couple videos up that we're working about. There's a lot of irons in the fire. It's just a matter of waiting to see what pops and what doesn't pop, you know? So Really, A, we need to check out your newest music. If they can see you at the, the Milwaukee Fest, obviously, it sounds like it's going to be awesome with a lot of bands. I encourage them, the website will be underneath the show on the podcast and on YouTube. So click on the website. And from the website, you can go yep. every, everything Instagram, your, your YouTube, it's all there. And your tour stuff will be on there too. So people will be able to keep up to date with it. Awesome. Awesome, anything man. you guys want to add say to your fans or anything? I'd like to uh, throw out some props to some endorsements. If you look at uh, Opus's shirt, Mass Destruction, man, this dude hooks us up all the time. Mass Destruction yeah. clothes. One, so of he, our, one of our awesome sponsors, yes. We just did an ad Mass for Destruction Clover. They do uh, some shirts. Um, I want to give some props out to Solar Guitars. I, my guitar took a beating on tour. I actually had to just get it back from a luthier, but it played all the way through. I had to do a little soldering on the road, yep. but that's, oh, a, that's soldering a is awful. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Randall. I'll be uh, cranking my Randall at the Milwaukee Metal Fest and uh, SIT Strings, Digitech Pedals. Good Very products. The Big Firth drumsticks. So, um, Trinity Symbols, shout out to uh, Pop Killers Entertainment for the last European tour, Pietro and Strange Love Films. Uh, he we have a documentary out, just got released. Yeah, we did a rockumentary with uh, all of our European dates and stuff is out uh, right now. Um, also, Sal uh, DeGreco, who did a uh, amazing job uh, with the last video. He was saying, Mars in Exile on YouTube. It's a Lego video uh, inspired by my son, Orion. Um, shout out to, to him. Um, Scott Harrington from Salt of the Earth Records. Uh, he's, he's actually, we wish him well. He's laid up right now. Um, he, had, he had some uh, health issues, but he's doing better, thank God. And uh, he's really very uh, important to the whole thing. He helped out a lot with, with getting us uh, vinyl and, and CDs, hard copies, and and uh, all the pre-orders for Dead by Wednesday. Um, we also have a brand new, well, MySnap Music has a brand new uh, virtual mer merch booth where you could actually buy the Wednesday app t-shirt um, online. It's all over our social media. Um, there's just so much stuff. If you go to our YouTube page, Facebook, Instagram, um, all that stuff, you know? 
Excellent. Very good. I think you leave here a lot. So hopefully you make some new fans. You guys have a lot of stuff for people to keep them busy. And, you know, and enjoy. I want to thank, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you, bud.